Welcome back to a brand new Wednesday episode of Pure Steel Podcast. I am Louis P. Schreier, and this is... The Headlocker. Austin Nottestead. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do a show tonight, do a show tomorrow. Uh, hopefully you guys all join in. If you don't, then don't. Until you sure old, man. So, tonight's craft beers... You got. I have. Uh, comes from Hillsborough Brewing Company, just down the road a tick. Uh, blonde walks into a bar. It's a blonde ale. Like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and it's much better than the beer I had last week. Is it. Have you been there, Hillsborough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there one time, and I, I really want to go back. Love that place. Huge place. Super cool whole brewing thing, dude. It, it's. Definitely worth a visit. And this week I got Potosi Gold Nail. It looks good. I love it. <laughs> have, you been, have you been to Potosi? I've been to the town, but I've never been to... The brewery's phenomenal. Uh, they give you like a whole rundown of like all their beers. Because they've been around forever. Like a long time. Like That's an old town they used in to deliver, Wisconsin. They used to deliver Potosi beer to fucking horses. You know what I mean? And I'm not shitting you. They had the horses. You know, they had like... Yeah, they, they deliver a lot of stuff with horses. Yeah, but their beer is phenomenal. It's been around <laughs> forever. This was, Yeah, this is... You know, I on the top it tells you get old Potosi gold nail. Right. I'm not sure if this is like the original recipe or what exactly it is, but this is one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, this week we got Potosi and Hillsboro, two of the bordering towns, I guess, or Potosi's hour or so away. Well, that's farther than that. That's Potosi's south of Lancaster, yeah. Yeah, an hour and a half away. Yeah, something like that. I say Fedemore's only 45. Well, it took, takes me an hour to get there from my place. But. Yeah. It was nice to drive through there, because we went there just before we left on vacation. I suppose you would go out that way. Yeah, we went through Fenimore, yep. and then we came down. It was, yeah, beautiful place. Yep. Casey went to a winery out there with my mom, and... Nice. I uh, tipped back a couple of the cold ones. <laughs> it was really weird we got there. And they had the tables. You know, it's, it's so weird to go into a bar and see everybody you know, who don't know each other all spread out because of this coronavirus stuff. And like all the tables are like fucking oh. like 12 feet apart. Right, yeah. And it's like you think to yourself, you know, how fucking busy is this place on a Saturday when people aren't scared of this shit? So I was just right. like, maybe we're lucky well, to see this. Like, no. Th- Downtown Lacrosse, dude. When the bars just all of a sudden decided to open back up, I didn't go downtown that weekend. But I heard from people that I work with that went down there, and they said it literally looked like Oktoberfest. No, I bet. Well, did you see a picture of Nick's and fucking Barry Mills? No, it was like wall to wall. Just people. <laughs> That's not a big place either. No, it isn't. Oh, I met him. Buddy one time that did that beer pong tournament there at Nick's. He had that stupid stage. Yep. And he fucking just, you know, we were playing. And he was, he threw, and he got like all excited. And he was all fucked up. He stepped back. He broke his fucking ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept on playing. We actually won the fucking game. He's like Kurt Angle. Yeah. The ankle lock. Except instead of, uh, no, Kurt Angle when he was uh, an Olympic wrestler. Oh, he broke his freaking neck. No, he broke his ankle. I thought he broke his neck. No, I'm pretty sure he won an. Maybe I'm. I'm gonna check that out right now. But I'm, he he won an Olympic gold medal with a broken ankle. See, I thought he won the broken neck, but I had been wrong. There's no way, dude. You break your neck, you can't. You're done. 
you break your neck. It wasn't that serious. You made it through. How do you, well, how Brock do you Lester, break your neck? Well, because Lester, Lester rebroke his neck in WrestleMania that one year. Did he actually, though? Yeah. He went into the <laughs> he rope. You can watch bust. his head and go back. And he whispers to Brock. He can see, like, he had, like, the whole slow motion. Like, he tells Brock, I'm fucked. He can, he, <laughs> he can see it. <laughs> um, I love pro wrestling, man. Yeah, have you seen it lately right now? Uh, I've watched a little bit of E. It's know, really AEW. weird now. Like, I don't know if they... Like, the WWE, like, they... No fans. Well, but you you see people in the in their videos, so, so I wonder if they, like... Maybe they're letting select few in. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're trying to do, like, what the NFL's going to do, like, oh, we're going to let, you know, 8% of what we're supposed to have in here. Because I've seen, like, right. Lambo posted, you know, like, we're only going to allow... Like eight thousand people in the gates, but I get it. You know, you know, owners got to make money. Not that I'm back at the owners, but they got to make some money too. Oh my god, what am I doing? Oh, you were right. WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle wins Olympic gold in 1996 with a broken neck. 96 was Georgia, right in Atlanta. Uh, I, I think that was one Dan. Henderson I was, was fucking up. three, so. I thought it was Atlanta. Yeah, Dan Henderson was on that one. Noel Hendo, he didn't win out the one anything, but he was there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So speaking of wrestling and stuff like that, um, Khabib, Nurmagomedov, mm-hmm. accepted a fight with Justin Gaethje. Oh, did he? Uh, October, and he had, he's twenty eight zero, and he wants to retire thirty zero. So he called out, you know, he's fighting Gaethje, and then he came out to say after I beat Gaethje. I want George St. Pierre for 30 and all. That's stupid. So why would you want to fight him? You know, St. Pierre was going to destroy him. And it's not that Khabib isn't a talented fighter. It's just that George St. Pierre is on another level. Well, of he, always, he always was. Well, you're not, what are you going to do, out-wrestle him? No. no. he's on the beach yet. It's like the only guy in the world like I ever like contradicted. George St. Pierre big into doing gymnastics and, you know. It's just like this little girly man is doing gymnastics and he go yeah, punch guys and he's 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 like he's transcended the whole welterweight division. Well, that you know that gives flexibility. If you oh, think, absolutely. You, know, you can. Well, you look at guys like you know the guys you think that would have been great, Tyron Woodley. Right. Um, you know the, the one seventy class. Rick Story was amazing. Uh, Johnny Hendricks. Um, just the whole line of, like wrestlers that you were like, oh yeah, they're, they're actually wrestlers. These guys wrestled forever. Well, if they're not, and if they're not wrestlers, they're like judo guys. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, some sort, some form of grappling. Yes. Uh, oh, just like you, know, you look at like, guys like Damian Maya, who was a title contender at one eighty five, got right. whooped by Anderson, like everybody else did. <laughs> right. But you know, he goes on the one seventy. He submitted Ben Askren, so that's a that's an accomplishment in itself. Because you know, right. if if you're able to out grapple a guy like Askren, that's yeah, saying you, a lot. You're good. And it's, you're talking about a dude that used to carry a boombox. He'd find out who he's wrestling next, and he'd follow him around the entire gym. And he used to wear a trench coat, and then had a suitcase. Dude, saying that he used to say strictly business. Yeah. At yeah, Bay State, he did that. Yep. Kerner told me about that. Yep. And there's nothing anybody could do about it. No, he was so good. <laughs> It was just funny, like you see him, and then you see his brother, Max. I think they're two polar opposites. Yep. Max, you know, Max was a national champion wrestler too. He champion. You know, he. I watched that match. He came in. I think he might be more than one time. I'm not sure. I think Max was one time. Maybe he was, but the one time that I'm thinking of, he came into that tournament as a seven seed. 
Oh, that's still it's came into the tournament as a seven seed and won it. <laughs> the Wisconsin bloody has pouring through them, rolling through the veins. This, the like this tri-state area, man, it's tough. Pennsylvania, though, really tough. Really tough. Oh my, like well, easily, easily, Amish easily Mafia. one of the best wrestling states, if not the best. Better than Iowa. There's a lot of stuff. Want to go tell people there? A lot of good, lot of good athletes as far as wrestlers go come from out east. Well, yeah, they got like well, a lot of the big schools out there. Cornell, fucking great wrestling school. Uh, Only made famous by Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake, uh, who just well, he just won it, but they're always in contention team wise, aren't they? <laughs> well, the last couple of years they have been. Yeah, they had two, two, two. I think that's where. God, I can't remember. That's so hard to find. I want to that say stuff. that's where Chris Weidman went to school. Could, could have been. Chris Weidman, middleweight champion. Right. He broke Anderson Silva's leg, and it was a fucking American-made leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah, so Khabib versus George St. Pierre, possibly next year, if George St. Pierre wants to do it. I just don't see why he would. I don't. He see went out on top. Why? He's, why even risk it? Though? I mean, I, he's the type of guy, too, that, you know, he's going to say no, and then everybody's going to trash talk and be like, I don't care. Yeah. I did what I did. You, everybody knows what I did. I, don't, I have... He has nothing to prove. Exactly. He won two different belts, different weight classes. Yep. It, the only thing that would intrigue him would be dropping down, but I don't think he can. The guy's a fucking tank. Why would he? Dude, how old is he? I want to say he's 38. Dude, why? Why would you? Why would you? What, what, what are you doing? He has nothing to prove. Right. Well, so, you know, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. No. I've seen uh, Patrick Mahomes going to NFL now. Patrick Mahomes is now a owner of the Royals. He's got to spend that money. Make that money. Those Royal fans are nuts. You've ever seen that stadium in Kansas City? Fucking beautiful. Kansas City <laughs> baseball. You can see her out the interstate. I'm not saying I'm stopping there watching games, but, like, <laughs> beautiful. You know, you can see that and Arrowhead. They're right next to each other. Arrowhead's... You like look at it. And you say, "I could see watch a game there." Right. Just big. You get the big ass football shaped scoreboard. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> it's just really cool. I mean, it's the whole this whole place is set up. And I think if I remember right, you can also see the racetrack. Yeah. It's like the whole area is just all the you know all the fans get there. And, you know, if you take a left, you see the stadium. You take a right. Oh, you can go over here and watch a fucking football game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But they're set for a while with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, God, yeah. Yup, there's a, there's a new meme coming out now. I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit. I'm a Vikings fan for everybody who cares. Uh, Kirk Cousins, it says, catching a pass from Kirk Cousins, and they got a video of him dropping back and throwing a ball. And... Who's Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I'm curious. I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> Anyway, he steps back and he chucks the ball, and there's this dude who—he's standing there, and all you see is the ball goes sailing over his head. <laughs> he's waving his hands in the air. Cousins, that guy—I used to be a big fan of when he played for Redskins. Two, when he's hot, he's hot. And when he's hot, when he's not, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> yeah, he had so many good years though with such a shitty franchise mm-hmm. in Washington. Like, I don't, it's hard to actually root against him, but yep. seeing that he's playing for the enemy. It's easy to root against him. See, I thought Jay Cutler in Denver was awesome because he had a cannon. You know, him and Brandon Marshall were always <laughs> on the same page. 
and you watch from Monday Night Football as a kid, and like, you know what, this guy might actually have something. Who was that? That other dude that they only ever use for kick returns and punt returns and the Bears. Um, oh, Hester. Yeah, like Hail Mary passes because yeah. nobody can catch him. <laughs> well, Hester, he's. You know, is he still playing? No, he's not playing right. anymore. But he, you know, he can make the argument he was the most dominant person at that position ever. You know, in the NFL. Oh God, it's an animal. You know, he should be a Hall of Famer for being a punt returner, kick returner. Right. Because that specialty scored yep. how many points and he gained so many yards. <laughs> Nobody could stop him. I mean, he, was, right. he was amazing at it. Yes, he was not a good route runner. He couldn't catch that well. But when he caught the punt and ran it back, fuck yeah. Right. I mean, they're putting punters and kickers in the Hall of Fame, too. So, I mean, why not? Well, you have to. It's part of the game. Yeah. I think Pat McAfee first ballot. <laughs> Find me a punter that could tackle like Pat McAfee. Right. That should get him in a loan. <laughs> Uh, some other news. Uh, Mastodon has something coming out. Oh, I, we yeah. don't know what it is. It's kind of yeah, mystery. Kind of a mystery. Uh, August thirty first was the you get like a you know you go to this website and you see like the VR and you can spin your phone around and it tells you I forgot what it said, but you see Mastodon. Then you go back over to the right and it says July thirty first. Really, so something on July thirty first. So new music would be great in this time of quarantine from one of the greats. I oh love Mastodon. Dude, I'm more excited for their album covers, like their art. Dude. They got some Amazing. wild, wild stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would say my two favorite bands, cover art, Mastodon, and Amon Marth. Oh, yeah. Dude. They always have some sort of like dark, big fucking Norsk. Big old Viking dude. Lightning crash in the background. Yeah, you got fucking Thor's <laughs> dropping a hammer, and then even even the the Seer of the Gods album, yep. like the Loki shout out. Oh, yep. so cool. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think they just had no come out Berserker. Is that that's that might have been last year? Was I think. that last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Let me fact check. Pretty. Sure. I think. They, I I think they just had new music out. Recently, but I just dude, it's so hard to follow all this stuff anymore. Well, see, metal's like, not like mainstream. Like you got to get your shit from Fish and you know, <laughs> yeah. it was on ninety five seven. Right, right. The brains behind it all, man. Well, that's what you know. That's where I got like ninety eight percent of my music information was from the fucking what was it four or five o'clock hour? You know, they, yep. they gave me like the the sixty second news. Yep. Yeah, the last album was Berserker. Does he? Does he still do the? the Radio thing there? I don't know if he does. I think he works at like a radio store. I don't quote me. Right. Yeah. Not like a radio I, store. Sorry, but like a like a vinyl store. Oh, yep. Should get him on talk music. Well, he knows so much about every band. It's almost scary. It's like everybody. Like he has like tattoos. Of like I know he has an anthrax. <laughs> like a little bit. I know him. I know he has an anthrax tattoo on his leg. That's crazy. But I think. But I think he has like a band. He has, like, every band album cover tattooed, like, on his leg. I'm really? Like, I don't know who it is, but, That's yeah, nuts. he's crazy. Great guy. He's, he was, I actually missed him a lot. He was my favorite afternoon. Yep. yep. But my, my heart is soft with Puck. I love Puck in the afternoon, the, the noon. Yeah, um, oh, he's midday, so good. yep. And then in the morning with Brian. Brian Which Jean, I don't enjoy so. as much as I should because, obviously, 
my my mornings are to sports <laughs> radio, <laughs> which Mike Golick has done Friday, which is kind of sad. Oh, so is that that's that's coming up already? Friday. Oh. It's Friday. Oof, you're gonna be lost. Monday's gonna be tough. You'll be lost, clueless. He's so good though. He does Mike Golick. It's gonna be tough to replace him. Uh, they'll figure it out. I'm sure. Oh, ESPN will figure it out. I love ESPN. Though. ESPN Radio. Yeah, it's usually ESPN Radio, and then I come home to like Pat McAfee or something, just to break it up. Or I listen to music. And then one thing in music I did do this week, I downloaded the entire Pip Boy Fallout Four album. I got it. <laughs> and I had a little bit, a little bit here and there. I turned it on. That's good music, just to kind of. Turn on, you know, whatever you're doing. Just oh, you get some Sinatra, you get some fucking Dean Martin, yep. you, get, you know, a little bit of a. Let me just go through some of the names here. I can't. There's no me. way you can quote them all. No, there's so many different It's people. all this music that you, you know, you, we're not old enough to even ever heard of it, you know? Yeah, the Ink Spots, you got <laughs> Shadalyn Jack, Marty Robbins, Frank Sinatra, Kay Kaiser and his orchestra, Nat Cole King. And then uh, Eddie Arnold, the Cordettes, oh Bing Crosby, who's one thing about me. Oh. And then uh, Sheldon Allman, who you guys are here <laughs> at the end of the show, if you're listening on Anchor. Yep, absolutely. Rock is '69 by Connie Allen and Todd Rhodes. <laughs> the end of the world. Yeah, uh, Skeeter. That's a name. Skeeter. Skeeter Davis. Skeeter. Well, the one uh, Brewers player. Well, that was uh, Scooter Jeanette. Scooter, sorry. That's a name, though. Scooter. You name your kid Scooter, he's either going to be a fucking, you know, roller skate pro or a baseball player. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yes, I would listen to this once in a while. It's just, it's just nice to break up different kinds of music. Oh, yeah, you, can, you, can't, you can't be stuck on one, oh, on one genre, dude. My there's, so, there's so many... Different varieties of music out there. You can't limit yourself to just one genre. Well, country's not a genre. Country's a disgrace. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't know. I like it. I just, the, the country I like is like Shooter Jennings. Yeah. And those guys who are a little I think, more I outlaw. Think more. It's not so much the outlaw, but the, more the the folk kind. Of, like yeah, he, so that's what he yeah. does. He tells a story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, I guess outlaw is the wrong word because obviously outlaw country is fucking moonshine bands. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to that. Yeah, just I, I don't know. It, what do they call it? The California country. Where, I am no idea. Fucking I, yeah. Makes you want to pull your hair out. It's not what you grew up with. It's not fucking you know Alan Jackson or George Strait. Fucking Garth Brooks. Garth, man. I would like to I see went, him in concert. I went to that concert in Minneapolis. Good? Oh my god. He puts on a show? Darius Rucker opened for him. Darius Rucker. Think about how big you have to be to have... Hootie? Hootie. Hootie. Open for you. <laughs> he puts on a show, though, doesn't he? Hootie? Yeah, I've seen him... I think I've seen him twice. Well, you've seen him in... West Salem, man, wasn't he there? I don't think so. You, you, you go to more music festivals than I do. I saw I saw Darius Rucker at Country and the River, which is no longer a thing. They don't do that anymore. No. Nope. COVID? No, it's been it's been gone for two years now. That's too bad. I've always wanted to go to the. I, think, I, I don't know if it was like a 
they tried that one year, and I'm pretty sure one person died, and like only a thousand people showed up. It was in the same, the same venue, as Country on the River. But, well, the one they died of uh, sucking or Randy Blyke. God, I I wanna don't quote me on this, but I, for some reason I wanna say he got like trampled to death or something. I don't. I can't remember. Sign a waiver. Dude, That's not anybody's problem. It doesn't look good when people die at your venue, though. You know when people go to like different <laughs> venues like this, you know, like country and you know, country and the river, rock and the river, country fest, rock fest, country USA, country USA, oh, rock yeah. USA. How many people might actually die? I mean, it, yeah. Well, just on the sheer amount of people that are there, yeah, the odds go up. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I mean, you go to a Lamb of God concert, you go on stage, you're going to get fucking killed. I mean, this is what, the way it is. And it, it happened in Ukraine. That's why Randy Bly was locked up for a year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he came up on stage, he kicked him off, the guy got trampled. Right. But at the same time, guy comes on stage, shoots Diane Bag Daryl, and at what point do you got to protect yourself, so. Absolutely. I uh, watched a video today of... Uh, it's like an animated thing to do. It's like once a week or once a month. Like Vinnie Paul stories. Like oh. Vinnie Paul's dead now, but like, yeah. like Vinnie Paul having an interview talking about different musicians and it's like all animated. It's really funny. <laughs> they had a, this last week was a rot or his story about like they just started. They're up in Canada. There's like fucking 75 people in this bar or something like that. All watching them play. And fucking Judas Priest himself walks in the fucking door out of the blue. <laughs> and then he offers him a deal to come on tour with him. And it's like, how fucking cool. You know? You're up there playing your, your set, and then Rob Helper fucking walks up. Right. So that'd be really, yeah, that was a really cool story. Just to see other, you know, like these guys at the time go around and, like, you know, picking up these, like, little bands. And, right. Yep. Um, did you listen to that video I sent you, the corn? Yeah, I did. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Very See, I'm not so. big in those remakes, but Jonathan Davis nails it. Like, the little bit you hear him, he nails it. And it's just yeah. so good. I was just surprised when I saw that Yellow Wolf was... Well, Korn does stuff with everybody anymore. I mean, you oh, look, yeah. You look like fucking, what, Prom Queen, uh, Lil Wayne? Yep. Really. The, ba- the band did. in the background is yep. Korn. Yep. You know, like, yep. how fucking And then they, they did that whole album with uh, Skrillex. Uh, it wasn't just Skrillex. It was it was dubstep. It was uh, oh. Skrillex and then Kill Bob okay. was in it. Yep. And, uh, uh, who the fuck was that one song with? My favorite song on that album was uh, it wasn't Narcissistic Cannibal because that was also Skrillex. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out of my dubstep loop. That was so oh, 2010. Phase phase hard. Yeah. All I used to listen to man. I had that red Dodge Charger. Yep. He used to just turn any kind of dubstep on and just... Oh, man. Remember, remember my Jeep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that Jeep from Lundy. That thing just, like, yep. he, like, put, like, what the fuck was it? Like, almost a thousand dollars of speakers in that thing. You could hear that fucking thing from Pipe Broke would come to Westby. I remember, like, I do remember playing Narcissistic Cannibal coming, you know, just coming through town and like, people like, what the fuck? You know, that <laughs> fucking shit down. Oh, yeah, you play that stuff in this town. Whew. Well... I got in trouble. I, I'm not going to say in trouble, but I was going through downtown lacrosse one time listening to uh, Walk With Me in Hell. That's a tough was, I used to work through shift, and I was like, that. I was like, coming through town, like, fucking, you know, I, I had to work longer that night, you know, that morning, I guess right, you call yeah. it. 
it's like nine o'clock in the morning, and I was sitting there, I had it cranked all the way, and I was fucking trying to sing it. <laughs> and I remember, like, I had my window down. I didn't, like, know so fucking tired. I didn't know. Right. And, like, I remember, like, looking over, and I seen a person, like, fucking staring at me. <laughs> screaming at your steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I could live without this moment. But at oh, the yeah. same time, I might have introduced him to Lamb of God. Absolutely. So. <laughs> probably went home and looked that shit up. Yeah. I, uh, I always thought, <laughs> like, I used to live in an apartment in Sparta. And I used to, you know. Casey was on ways to fucking take my radio out and fucking put it up and then just Lamb of God. Or, you know, whatever, whatever I was into. Lamb of God. I was like, at that time, I was really into, like, older rock. Like the song Twilight Zone. Yep. I, you know, just I'd go upstairs, take a shower, just fucking crank it. Crank it. Just to unwind. <laughs> Music in the shower is the greatest. I've uh, been into Sabaton a lot, too, lately. They're, uh, I have never even heard of those. They're really good. They're actually like a. They're, they're they're metal, but they tell stories of like war, World War Two. Oh. Like they have a song, uh, Red Baron. Yeah. You know they have a lot of songs. I think from, he was World War One though. Yes, but yep. they have songs. Uh, like, they take it from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like they'll take a Nazi perspective of being a Nazi soldier. They'll take yeah. a, like a, you know. Australian aspect of being in World War One, right. you know, they take yep. different aspects. They turn it into a song. Yep. Really good, really good band. They're they're fun. Oh, they take a Spartans aspect of the battle that, of Thermopylae. That far back, Battle of Thermopylae. There's only one perspective that matters. Oh, so on that front. Yeah, they you know they take they uh, they talk about Leonidas and they talk about like going to the hot gates, like the march to the hot gates. Yeah, you know you have X amount of soldiers, but you can you know. I'm going on a training exercise. Right. Taking 300. And you hold them off. I don't know how long it was, but was it longer than a week, longer than two weeks? I don't know the specifics, but I know the the movie dramatized it. It was not 300. It was like 300 Spartans, yes, but then there was... Yeah, some There Athenians. was a lot. There was... I don't know if there was any Athenians, but the, the bordering... I don't even know if it's a bordering country. I I'm kind of... Rusty on my history here, oh. but there was like two thousand Arcadians that went with him. That's the the bald dude in the movie. Yeah. Yep. Arcadians. We brought more soldiers than you did. Yeah. So it was like it was roughly. It was not just. It was three hundred Spartans, but it was they had more than three hundred people there. But still, they had how ten thousand Persians. They were outnumbered like I want. It was either a thousand or ten thousand to one. And they held them off for a long time. Well, you know, longer than I can do it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I can do that with a fucking rifle, let alone sitting there the fucking Dude, uh, shield just... wall. And... Those are men, you know, you know what I mean? Like, how how would you feel, like, getting held off by, like, when you're outnumbered, somebody 100 to 1? Like, you know, we're, we're, what are we doing here? Should we just go home? It's a long fucking ship ride back. Well, I mean, Xerxes at the time knew that it was just, you know, going to be a point in time when... They run out of people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> When's that time? <laughs> At what point, though, does that go both He ways? was fighting a battle of attrition. You know, he was, Yeah. I'm just going to throw people at you until the year people are gone, and then we'll be done. Well, then he's something that he find a traitor, some humpback bastard. Well, I don't know if he was a hunchback in real life, but... Well, we'll call him a hunchback, because that's the way I, I realized it in the movie. Yeah. Dude, that, that movie, man. Think about that. That what? was the biggest movie 
2003. That was that was the biggest movie for the longest time. Did we see, did we see the second one together? Didn't we? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I think we did. Yeah. I think because I think they, they came out like the same time. Like we went to go see Prometheus. And... Yeah, I can't remember when that the second one. I everybody. I don't know. Maybe not everybody just shits on it, but I really enjoyed the second. I one. I like the second one. Really good. Really good flick. I have a, I I anything that Lena Headley does. Cersei on she TV wasn't the main character though. I know anything she does is fucking phenomenal. She goes right across in that horse. Yeah, she does a really good job in the Dread Judge Dread the remake or the reboot I should say with Carl I've seen Urban. that, but it's been a long time. Dude, that movie deserved more credit than it got. Good movie, good flick, seriously good flick. I see. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. The one with Stallone. Yeah. Well. Th- the guy's a god. He's like 80 years old. And he's I feel so like we talk about him a lot on here. He's a badass. Rocky, man. Rocky, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he he won the Cold War by himself. You know. If you can change, <laughs> I can change. Everybody can change. <laughs> Fuck you, Drago. That in the 1980 Olympic hockey team, they won the Cold War. We shut him right up. You think that's what did it? I think it's race to the moon. You think they land on the moon? Think it's possible? You think they did it? Um, I mean, I don't know. They're pretty secretive about everything that they do. So aliens are real, big time. There's no no doubt about that. If you believe otherwise, and I'm I'm not sure. You believe in ghosts? Ghosts? I was actually gonna bring that topic up to you because I was wondering if you're still into the ghost thing. I I still watch a lot of the TV, but I don't do it anymore. You don't do it anymore? No. <laughs> well, me and Trevor Olsen used to do that shit, you know, roll up somewhere. You had some pretty, not, I wouldn't say scary, but maybe, I don't know. Well, me and Zach came that one night. We were, I should bring a monitor to talk about this. But like, we were at the <laughs> at the park here in town, and uh, we heard, like, knocking on my hood, my car. We were sitting there. You were sitting in the car? Yeah. We heard... Car was off? Off, yep. And I had the Jeep. There was no fucking knocking. Right. And said, so, you've been in that Jeep. There's no knocking in that thing. Yeah, all we heard was like four or five different fucking times. And I remember I took a picture and I caught like a little shadow man next to the fucking lion. Remember, I think I showed you that picture once. Uh, I don't. I was just going to ask if you if you could find it so I could see it. Because I don't, I, if you did show it to me, I forgot. I don't, I don't think I have it well, anymore. But, like, yeah, it's like a, yeah, the lion assist there. Yep. Called like a little shadow man. It was like fucking three foot tall. Right next to it. Right next to it, yep. And I remember, like, we, you know, we were the big bad Timber Cooley paranormal group. We called ourselves. <laughs> and uh, we were going through the park, and I got my shirt pulled there. And I remember it was what? so blatant. Like, you. So it, you, it wasn't you just, just like walk around. It wasn't like I just felt it. Right. George Call seen it. Well, he's all he saw my shirt like from a different angle. Yeah, you, like, like, you know, there's like that big open path. You go towards the bathrooms. Yep. He watched my shirt get pulled back. Like, and that wasn't like the only weird thing that happened that night. Like, that's crazy. My shirt, this all happened one night. Well, or, the, the the picture is a different night. Oh, okay. But yeah, George watched my shirt get pulled back. Like he watched. 
it came out like six or seven inches. He said, like you just like a that's pole. a stretch. That's a, like a, that's a tough. I don't thing. have a lot of shirt room. I have a big gut. <laughs> yeah, like my shirt was pulled, and then, like I like the whole side of my body was like fucking ice cold for like at least ten minutes. It was crazy. That's where my belief, I was saying, yeah. goes come from. Right. But, no, I, I I'm. I'm open to the idea, I guess, but uh, the 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 TV part of it, man, it makes it really seem like it's. See, I love Ghost Adventures. I you know I don't think there's like so many different shows out there. Obviously, like the Ghost Hunters that was on Sci-Fi were Are those kids. Those people got shot. What? There was one of those ghost shows where the people got. There was like some unrelated incident where they got shot. I can't I can't remember. You have to look uh, it up. I'll have to look that up. That was uh, it's one of those TV shows on you know, sci-fi. Grant Wilson, Jason Hawes, Steve Gonslaves, I think the last name is. And then uh, Brian Heronos, Dave Tango, and the Ghost Hunters, and they're on sci-fi. That approach always made more sense to me. You know, trying to go into a place that people thought they were haunted, but they debunk it, you know, as they right, like, right. oh, you hear, you hear walking? <laughs> um... Well, that's not just not walking. That's just you know, you're, you know, that's just your cold water pipe. You know, just shaking. Right, you know, right, right. You're, you're, you're circulating, land your water heater going. You know, it's right. cold. It's cold in your basement, hot upstairs. The heat, you know, makes sense. Yep. This shrinks and makes noise. Yep. You get like, but the more enjoyable TV is obviously Ghost Adventures, where Zach Baggins comes in. Baggins comes in and he goes, "Oh, you want to fucking fight me? Let's fucking go. Let's fucking do it." <laughs> But they obviously, you know, they've grown too over the years. Right, they're right, they're right. a lot better now. Zach Baggins obviously owns the Haunted Museum. Right. And, yeah, he goes around and he picks up like, all these different artifacts. And he actually has, like, a painting. Um, I don't know how he got it, but it has Charlie Manson's blood and then a portrait of Charlie Manson. Which it That's was, crazy. It was authentic. You know, I think his son, Charlie Manson's actual biological son, gave him the vial of blood to make this painting. That's fucking crazy. Like the red paint has like the like the comic book kiss painting. You know, like you know, right? Mix into red ink, and you have to you know. That's they, yeah. It has this painting of Charlie Manson with Charlie Manson's blood and the DNA see, in it. See, that's the, you know, there's like certain things that you don't do. And I feel like like that's one of them, and I'm basing. That belief on most of the movies that I've seen about ghosts or that kind of thing, and do, making a painting of a guy like that out of his own blood, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Charlie's coming back. What's no. he gonna do? Come back? Is he gonna do anything worse than fucking some of the leaders we have in this world now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a cult leader. Leader. <laughs> you know his name is veganism. <laughs> There's a, uh, a tick now that come that you get deer tick uh, brown tick I don't know what kind it's a, could be either one I don't know I but it, it bites you and it, it carries like some kind of thing I don't know what you call it like a enzyme or whatever it is you coronavirus get, <laughs> but you get bit by it and it makes you allergic to red meat whatever is in the red meat you get bit by it and you can no longer ingest red meat. I would. That's like a real thing, and a lot of people think that the vegans made it. So, we like regular people. So they created this. Whatever it, the tick or the whatever the the thing that the tick puts in you and it bites you. Is it one tick or the multiple ticks? Just I, I don't know. 
the tick. I, there's is that like probably one, fucking one a million species? different kinds. What? One species of tick? I have no idea, dude. I, this internet stuff here, man. So you can I don't probably even have to believe it. Yeah. I don't know. They say you gotta believe a lot of stuff on the internet. Well, where do 90% of the people get their information? Like, including us. First, we were, I just Googled Kurt Angle. ESPN Radio. <laughs> <laughs> so you have something to say about The Witcher? Yeah, The Witcher. Uh, I'm a big fan of that whole series. Um, I, people probably shit on me because I've never read the books. But I didn't play the fucking video games. I just watched a show and it was absolutely phenomenal. You gotta, dude, play, play the games. Play I... The games. I I have I, I actually I didn't download it but I was like up and I get like, that's what I usually do when I sit there debate oh. I leave it up overnight mm-hmm. and I was sitting there debating between Assassin's Creed Odyssey or The Witcher Three uh, both and well, I was at that just, point no it's whatever you got to buy one on this paycheck or one on the next paycheck <laughs> you can get them both I I, I should have did it I didn't but but yeah I was um, so happy with Assassin's Creed yeah Assassin's Creed I was like hey, we'll just no, roll with it. It's yeah, obviously it's on the regiment I want to right. play Witcher 3. Um, the TV show that just came out, obviously, like you just said, absolutely phenomenal. Great. Henry Cavill nailed it. Nailed it, yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Um, he gives shit on a lot. I don't know why. He played an amazing Superman. and then Dude, they Well, the thing of it was, in the, in the Justice League thing, he had the mustache CGI'd out. You know, that's why I think... I didn't really know the mustache. Yeah, he was... It was a, for some different movie that he was in. He had a mustache, but they were shooting at the same time, so he had they had this like CGI out of his mustache, and his mouth looks kind of goofy. If you oh, want, I guess I never <laughs> even noticed that. I actually I enjoyed the movie. I really did. I did too. You know, obviously people are gonna shit on anything that DC right. does because Marvel's the spot king, on. absolute king. But back to the original point here. Uh, no, it's a new spinoff series coming out. Uh, don't know when. But it takes place 1,200 years before Geralt of Rivia. So this is like, right, so, you know, as far as the time frame goes, of how old the Earth is, I'm doing air quotes here for you guys listening, because could you call it Earth? Probably not. Um, where the, the world of monsters, men, and just something like a super nerd, and elves all comes, all comes together into one, and then uh, the first Witcher comes to be then it covers that how many witches were there it used to, it's like a whole guild of you can't created badasses well yes and the thing of it is they are they are created like witchers aren't born like a lot of them are just like orphan children that like a witcher finds on his travels and says you know you don't have parents you don't have family you come with me and they go through this training and then once they once they're ready they have to go through this it's like a mutation process and like it says it mentions this in the actual show in the Witcher show. You probably you'll remember. I, I watched it. You'll, twice re- though, you'll remember it, yeah. but I can't remember what they call it. Trials. It's like the trials of something or whatever. But you have to like drink drink all this stuff, and it like mutates your body, and like a good portion of the people that go through it don't survive. And I mean, they're children. So are, we, are they <laughs> mutating with Potosi gold nail? I doubt it. I, I mean, I don't know. This is actually a phenomenal beer. I'm actually really happy to pick this up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it basically covers that whole storyline. So I did, I did see uh, for the season two of The Witcher. We had to wait another year and a half. So they're Game of Thrones us right here, right off the bat. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to get there. Tormund. The guy that played Tormund. 
signed on for the second season of Witcher. Really? So I'm curious where he is. I wonder what character he's going to be, man. He better be a bad. I hope he's like. I, one side of him is like, Dude. I hope he's on his side, but the other side of him is like, let's make the enemy a fucking badass now. Because like, he can do it. If anybody can do it, it's his grunts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> My favorite scene of him in Game of Thrones is when Jon Snow gets captured and Eager takes him back to the camp. And. She goes, yeah, this this boy killed Coronatha, and he's eating a fucking, whatever, like a cucumber, whatever it is, and he fucking spits it out. <laughs> I think my favorite scene with him is uh, when him and the Hound first have their interaction. They're above the wall, north of the wall, oh, and, they're, yeah. and they're talking about the big lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dick, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's going on with the Witcher. What do they call it now? The Witcher verse, because there's a anime show coming out now. I don't know when, but that I haven't looked at that anymore. I'm not really anime. Is I don't know. I don't know. For I don't me, get into anime. Anymore. Dragon Ball Z, like Dragon Ball Super. I out haven't now. got in. That's out now? Dragon Ball Super? Super? What's who's all on that? Do you have any idea? That's all like the original characters. Oh, Goku, Trunks, yeah. uh yep, yep, yeah, basically all them Gohan and but they're all it's it's a you gotta start from the beginning. because there's eight million episodes per season or whatever you know, yeah. like it, it goes on forever. If you didn't start from way back when yeah. you know, when right yeah. when it came out, then you're gonna be lost. Back when uh Back like even on some things, I'm lost too. But see, I remember watching Goku Priest fucking Super Saiyan. You know, he just had the tail around his fucking waist, and he turned yep. he turned into a gorilla and fucked yep. up people. Yep. Was, yeah, he shit. doesn't do that no more. They cut he it. He doesn't off. have to. He turned into a fucking Super Saiyan. See, the thing of it is, though, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Goku. You're I'm, a Vegeta guy. I'm a Vegeta guy. You're a Vegeta guy. <laughs> I am too, though. Big fan. Must have not the light. He's a walking badass. He, I mean, he plays second fiddle to Goku, obviously, because it's, it's Goku's story. So he's always going to be second. But it, it's, he's just a, he's a more developed character, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, he goes somewhere. They don't always see the, the changes that Vegeta has to go through. Starts as a bad guy, you know, gets his ass kicked, and then figures out, well, hey, maybe this isn't the right path. No, he's one of the good guys. The best good guy. The best good guy. I hope he, he gets got a wife and kid, man. Yeah, I hope he gets the Super Saiyan God too. Oh he, no, he has. Has he? I, I they watched. Both, it. They, it, there's so many new fucking transformations now. It's fucking. I you gotta just Google it. Just Google it, YouTube it, and then have somebody else explain it to you because I can't do it. But they can do it better. Let's get them on. Have them show up nah. and talk us through it. And if I, I lose know. interest, we'll talk about some beer. other stuff. Yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. HBO, they're getting crazy, too, with all these TV shows, man. What else are they coming out with? Uh, the one I was telling you about just before we started here, Lovecraft Country. It follows an uh, African-American man traveling through, uh, traveling across the United States in the 1950s. Uh, it's got something to do with the, the Chaos Lords, if you know anything about, like, H.P. Lovecraft. A little bit. Like, Cthulhu and all them fucking weird tentacle monster things. Like, that's the only reason I'm interested in yeah. it, you know, because that stuff is 
fucking nuts, man. They have the best shows. I, I HBO, dude, uh, think about all the trash that's on TV right now. Like these reality shows and fucking whatever else there is. And then they just take a moment to fucking think about how much good fucking TV. Oh my god! Are. See, I still need to. Uh, I want. I need to rewatch. Uh, I, obviously, Game of Thrones. I want to go through that one more time. Be like the tenth time. I don't know if I'm ready for it, man. I like to just do it, just get it over with. It sucks though because I know what episodes that are fucking absolutely life destroying. So it's like, do I really want to? It's like watching The Lion King for the second time. You know, you know what happens. Let me honest with you, I haven't seen The Lion King in so long. You didn't go to the live action remake. No. Oh my god! I, I don't do much. I almost had to leave. You get upset? Extremely upset. What happened? What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember the premise of the, you know, the movie. This was, you know, it's a good movie. Actually, my favorite part of the movie was uh, actually watching it with my parents. And my dad, like, this fucking Elton John? But <laughs> 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 they have a huge Elton John. There's a lot of those old movies that are way ahead of their time, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Lion King's one, Toy Story. Yep. I oh, love Toy Those movies are fucking Pretty great. much everything Disney makes. My favorite Disney movie, Wally, dude. Wally was good. My Wally favorite good. Disney movie ever made. My favorite Disney movie? I shouldn't say Disney movie. It's not really a Disney movie, but Space Jam. Oh, God. Remake LeBron James. Oh, Time Water. Um, not even remake. Michael Secret. Jordan did not win against the Monsters. Yeah. It was fucking Bill Murray showed up to save the fucking day. <laughs> not only was he fucking the greatest actor of all time, but he's fucking <laughs> saving MJ's ass. I just got done watching the documentary of Michael Jordan. The, the uh, Last Dance. The Last Dance, yep. I haven't watched that yet. So good. I need to watch it. From the it. beginning to the end. That's on HBO, ain't it? No, it's on Netflix. Netflix, right that's what Yes. I will say this. So I'm telling you. It's so good. You get such an appreciation for the guy who Michael Jordan is. Do never accept loss. His drive was to win at all costs. And he says it many times throughout the show. But the fact that he, when you, he has the video evidence to show you... And, right. him, you know, and, like, the stories with other guys. Good. You know, like, him and Steve Kerr got in a fucking fist fight in practice because George was being a dick. And, like, and then you, you see, like, the stories of Dennis Rodman. He yep. was a wild man. But, like, to come into... Still is. Come into the organization, and then, like, you see, like, Phil Jackson, like, throw his fucking reins out. Like, oh, slow down, you know, <laughs> slow down. But, you know, the fact that he won three championships in a row one time, and then... To take a hiatus from basketball to play pro baseball to play baseball, <laughs> and then they come back and then do it again, another three beat. How great would they have been if uh, Jerry Krause never broke up the Bulls? Right, that's the big thing. In 1998, Jerry Krause said, "This is you know Phil Jackson's not going to be your coach anymore." Yada yada yada, and then that was Phil Jackson's last year as a coach of the Chicago Bulls, and obviously went on to the Los Angeles Lakers and. Won how many there with right. Kobe and those guys, and then uh, and then uh, obviously yeah, Rodman, you know Jordan, Pippen, uh, yep. Steve Kerr, all those great guys from Chicago, coming, you know, just the dominance of this team will blow your fucking mind. And then the dominance of Jordan, even before he won the championships, right. will blow your mind. Yep. You know, just phenomenal. Changes the game. Well, absolutely. Just like... Not just, not just in basketball, but everywhere. Right. Everybody's changed because of Michael Jordan. 
Right. And you could say the same for, like, I mean, like Stephen Curry and, and LeBron James. I mean, Stephen Curry literally, literally changed the game. Well, yeah, the aspect of the three-point shot. Yes. My, and, you know. It's a, it's a norm. I, I want to say this, LeBron James not so much, because we already had the same kind of player in my career, but, all right. but yeah. greater but greater than LeBron James. I'm not saying he's not a I great have, athlete. I'm biased, again, or for LeBron James, because I think he's the greatest basketball player to have ever played the game. Some people agree with me, other people don't. <clears throat> but very similarly, they both needed a better supporting cast to win. Right, absolutely. But, I mean, inst- like, think about it instantly. LeBron James joins your team, you're instantly a playoff team. I want you to start the final dance, or the last dance this week. Or, you know what, start it tonight, and then we'll come back on tomorrow. Right. And then I want you to tell me if you have the same opinion, because the first episode will drop your fucking jaw. I believe it. Just and I'm not saying that Jordan wasn't that type of player. Oh, my God. It's going to change your opinion. Right. Actually... My big thing was, like, I, my favorite basketball players that ever, like, basketball players, my favorite basketball players were fucking Rodman, Ron Artest. <laughs> right. The guys were, like, bad, you know, bad boys of basketball. Right. And, like, to see the commitment that Michael Jordan made to be the greatest. Because he went to North Carolina, and he was, you know, that, that system down there, you're everybody's a role player. Yep. And then, like, you see Jordan come in as a young kid, and then, like, you hear, like, interactions with, like, the other players. And, like, within two weeks, Michael Jordan was the best player of the team because he committed right. everything he had to be the best. Right. Which is amazing. And to me, after watching that, probably number three in my all-time athlete list. <laughs> yeah. And it follows behind, obviously, Muhammad Ali and fucking watching Walter Payton play. Obviously, Walter Payton's a fucking me. Just watching him play was mm-hmm. absolutely... Just watching the highlights... I should say, you know, Walter Payton, you know, one, two mix there. Yep. Payton was great, Michael Jordan was great, but obviously Muhammad Ali was the best to ever fucking do it, period. Ali, the difference between Ali and Tyson, Ali fought everybody. Right. Tyson fought everybody at the ass end of his career, right. and Ali was de- destroying guys in their fucking prime. But other than that, we got stuff we can break into tomorrow, so... I, yeah. think, I think we call her tonight, and then we roll into tomorrow. We'll just roll right into it. I want you to get one episode into The Last Dance tonight. Right. One episode. One episode. And I want you to see if that just changes your mind just a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm sure it will. But then, obviously, you get to, like, the later episodes. You see, like, oh, my God, like, the Pacers and the Bulls match up. Right. In oh, my God. Like, because we grew up with Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller retired in 2005. And I, I remember watching his farewell tour. And just that team that he had, I, I, he's the best player to never win a ring, Reggie Miller, because he was, he wasn't as proficient, I guess, as a shooter as Steph Curry was, but that guy could hit every fucking shot at a critical moment, right. every fucking time. He wasn't the biggest guy, he wasn't the strongest guy, but he always came to play. And that was, Reggie Miller was great. That whole team was just outstanding. Right. But... On that note, yeah, I'm Louie, this is Austin, this is Pure Steel Podcast, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Adios.